I never thought I would be a writer. I enjoyed writing um, throughout high school and college, uh, but I went to college to be an actor. Um, and I still am. I'm still, you know, acting. Um, but I, I realized if you want to kind of get projects made, you also have to kind of do it yourself sometimes. Uh, it's not going right. to be handed to you. Um, you got to put in the work. And so the goal was how many skills can I teach myself or learn from other people, from mentors and teachers? Uh, that way I can use all my tools in my, in my pocket and be like, okay, if I want to tell a story, uh, we're the only ones maybe who could tell the story or we're the only ones who have a vision for this specific type of story. Anybody can tell right. a story, anybody can write, um, but your voice is the most important part of that process because you have such a, um, your history of how you've lived and your experiences, perspective. Will, perspective will impact that story in a way that nobody else can know or tell. We are the Get Realisms Podcast. I am Adam Chase Reddy. I am Christine Chen, and surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. And we even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs, too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. <laughs> in this season, we get into Christine's feature-length thriller fantasy, Ursula. A small idea that made a killer swamp mermaid a reality. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Get Realms Podcast, episode 84. <laughs> 84. <laughs> Crazy. Almost <laughs> almost to 100, y'all. My, on, oh, go ahead. On what day it is? On National Book Day. 84 oh, episode Whoa. on National Book Day. I am Adam Chase Rennie. I am Kelly Penna, the illustrator of Get Realisms. I'm Alexander Hires from Trustfall Collaborations. And I'm Jonah Fujikawa from Trustfall Collaborations. You guys, we did it. Oh my gosh. You thank you so much for, for getting on the show. We appreciate you. Yeah, uh, we sorry, we do. Here. There's a fat beagle behind us who's just going <laughs> to be everywhere. He is just, he is such an antsy guy that it, because he's, he never had a, a guest here before that, that he really likes. So he's very <laughs> uncomfortable. He doesn't oh. know what to do with himself. <laughs> just living set dressing no big deal he's just living set dressing <laughs> constantly moving set dressing yeah. beautiful set dressing <laughs> <laughs> so um so jonah you worked with uh kelly on a set right we did we did i had a blast and she was one of my favorite people on set oh. and i'm so thankful and actually you're not paying me to say this you're not this isn't, but I'm going to, you know, do a promotion for you guys. But you showed me the Get Realism's book. Every set should have one. Incredible. Every set should have one. So that's my promotion. Uh, that's why I'm promoting here today is Get Realism's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just no, cross-pollinating really, our books. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very impressed by it. And I, like Alexander said, like every filmmaker should have this book. So. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we, uh, it was last fall ish was it november yeah october november. time means nothing now yeah <laughs> um yeah and, and jonah was working sound and i wasn't that your first set first time i've ever done sound uh i was holding the boom mic and i was like i guess this is how you do it right and <laughs> how was that by the way did you like uh working it boom was it was um like p90x workout uh my core yeah it's like <laughs> upper like upper core yeah, yeah, it was nuts. So 
Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till you add the big mixer that like then hangs on the front and then you're holding the boom. Counterbalancing. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, that was a that was a fun set. It was a quick little short. God, it was so long ago. I can. It was so long ago. Anything that started a pandemic, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But you were you were doing art, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I was the production designer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. As per usual. And how long was the uh, was the shoot? Three days. Three days. Yeah. Okay. I, three to five oh, days, somewhere five. in there. That's how long I was there. Oh, it might be longer because of prep and all that for art, art yeah. prep and, and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, set dressing. Most people like they just count the shoot days. They don't count yeah. prep. Which, right. Yeah. You know, our department does not think of it that way. <laughs> Which is crazy because it's another work day. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's crazy though. But like, so the, the craziest thing that like we saw on the, so Kelly told me that and I was super excited to have you on because this book is is amazing. Like it's hey. so rad. It's so hey. rad. <laughs> I like, it, it's such an amazing, so walk, like how did you, so was writing like always a, a passion of yours or was it like just, did it just like, did, did it was just like a fluke idea that you had and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to write it and just go for it. Like, or was this like always like a writing, like passion for you between books and I'd assume like for film as well. Right. Well, you started it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older than Joan. I've been doing this thing for o over a decade now and Storytelling has always been my passion. Um, yeah, from from film school, carried all the way through. Uh, for for this story specifically, it kind of started as a joke. Uh, I, I love Christmas. I would drink coffee during Christmas with whipped cream and cinnamon, uh, and I would joke that uh, I was an elf from the North Pole, and, and those are my elf pheromones. I'm trying to to see what humans like, and I, I was sitting down at the desk like elf pheromones, elf, elfy, elfy Ramon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but for us, it's always, always story. Whether you're doing a music video, children's right. book, scripts, story is, is what makes us care. If the story's not good, then why would you care? You got nothing, right. Theater, by the book, whatever. It's so, the first part of the process. Like, yeah. yeah, if there is no, you know, written words or anything, there is no project being done. So, uh, yeah, that's just something that we felt like we both really uh, cared about and yeah. loved doing um, in any medium. And once you're privileged enough to be an artist, you realize, okay, a color palette can can set a tone and tell a story. Yeah, a, a, an image, you know, an image is 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 worth a thousand words. Like you really see what you can do with story outside of language and word, and that's what really gets me excited. Yeah. So. Right. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be a writer. I enjoyed writing um, throughout high school and college, um, but I went to college to be an actor. Um, I still am, I'm still you know, acting. Um, but I, I realized if you want to kind of get projects made, you also have to kind of do it yourself sometimes. Uh, it's not gonna right. be anything to you. Um, you gotta put in the work. And so the goal was how many skills can I teach myself or learn from other people from mentors and teachers. Uh, that way I can use all my tools in my, in my pocket and be like, okay, if I want to tell a story, uh, we're the only ones maybe who could tell the story or we're the only ones who have a vision for this specific type of story. Anybody can tell right. 
a story anybody can write, um, but your voice is the most important part of that process because you have such a, um, your history of how you've lived and your experiences perspective. Will, perspective will impact that story in a way that nobody else can know or tell um, in their own way. Nerd out about something. Nerd it out about writing. Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. So we realized, yeah, if we have to write our stories that way um, we can make them. Uh, and our biggest thing as well with writing is that we want to give a voice to the voiceless and give people a chance who don't have that ability to be seen. Right. So, um, you know, we're both people of color. Uh, we both have a, a background of, and not many people get that chance as well. Uh, but also people of LGBTQ, um, they don't get an opportunity as well, women. So all these people that you're like, we want more stories, we want to hear that. Our goal is to write those types of stories. Mm-hmm. Right. With people that way, because we can only say so much that we know from that type of you know community or perspective. So our goal is always trust for collaborations, collaborate with other artists. There is no ego here. Yeah, so, right. That's awesome. And you have you also have another book as well in the works, right? You caught us on on set of our look at that. That looks rad too, by the way. Well, you're the first people to see this. This is a hey, get realism exclusives, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm alive! Shit, turns on. There's a metronome at the top. Oh, that's awesome! How rad! Yeah. Um, (laughs) Did y'all make that yourselves? So I will uh, I'll kind of explain the story before yeah. this came to me. Please. Help you all. Um, but the title is When a House is a Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a story that I started writing in 10th grade of high school. And I was in Spanish class. And we had to write a kid's book and actually illustrate it and make it a full book. Um, this I was an assignment in high school? Yeah. This was inside yeah. of high school. It's wow. a publishing house, that high school. I mean, <laughs> yeah. good God. It had us working and producing. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But, uh, this idea, I can't tell you how it came about, why I thought of this, but it was just called The House. Um, but it was this idea of this house wanting to have a family to live you know, in them and with them, uh, but nobody wanted it. And so the house keeps trying to change itself. Maybe I will paint myself different colors and maybe people will like me and they're like ooh, that's an ugly house you cut us on the garden scene the garden scene yeah maybe people will love my pretty flowers and there's insects that's you know swarm it um maybe i'll wrap myself up so i'm warm and safe and people can't get in the house and this idea of the next door neighbor basically tells the house it's it starts with you of you know love yourself which is cliche a lot of people say that but it's not about this it's um you have the perfect term for extreme acceptance acceptance Um, right you you love yourself is what makes you already whole you don't need anybody else to do that for you um and so that's basically the whole message of the story and then once the house learns to accept that um they go back to being themselves from page one and a family moves in um oh that's awesome when a house is a home, a house becomes a home with that extreme acceptance. Um, but they were already a home to begin with. So, and to your question, uh, Adam, uh, another collaboration. We uh, we partnered with 
Vince from Cathedral of Junk. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, but it's kind of a, a local Austin staple. This guy builds. Yeah, I heard. Story building in his backyard. Yeah. Um, so I went and talked to him and, and pitched him the idea and asked him if he could do like a miniature version of his cathedral. And he was oh. all in. Um, and while we were halfway through the conversation, he pitched us another children's book. So we produced that last weekend. So we actually have two children's books coming out. <laughs> Hold on. I, I saw that. You produced it in a weekend? <laughs> Yeah, we did it last weekend, and now we're doing this weekend. Holy. Wow. <laughs> Holy Toledo. Wow. First, you guys. Now we're in our uh, friend who is doing the art direction and cinematography. He, uh, he does it right. for us. Uh, his name is Joey Bazan. He's incredible. One of the best in the business. Please hire him. Um, but he, uh, we're in his garage, and we chop ourselves in here for about 16 hours plus over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> but um Basically back to like, I didn't know how to write in high school as I do now. <laughs> it, I read it, I was like, well, this was kind of an interesting concept. And I read it again. I was like, oh, wow, this is bad. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Life. Uh, <laughs> it, Elfie Ramon, we were talking about what's our next project gonna be. And I, I pitched it to Alexander and said, well, I had this thing that I wrote years ago and maybe we can make it better. And I think we call ourselves the dream team. Him and I, we, we, we just, we're like brothers. We know each other very well and we work well together. And we fight well together. We fight well together. <laughs> we, I think it's important. Yeah, we fight to where, you know, first you do your first draft of anything and you're just having fun. You just put whatever you want on the page. Right. Once you start getting towards the fifth draft, it's why are they saying the <laughs> and not and or whatever right. like just like yeah. one word but the nitpicky things you want to tell yeah. not there is no perfect story we just want to tell the best story in our opinion mm -hmm. um, right and i think we're all also in this constant pursuit to honor truth like truth telling is is a big important aspect of storytelling for me so yeah well yeah i mean the audience can call bullshit very easily yeah. when when you're not being fully honest with with any story really even like fucking comic book fans like you like oh. to fuck up a comic book movie you you just you royally you like you, you, it ultimately failed you know yeah. so do you do you, does so my question to you guys like well first how did you guys like meet how did you guys uh got got together since you guys jive so well you know uh <laughs> He writes with his left hand. You write with his yeah, right hand. Yeah. Right right <laughs> yeah. Okay. We dated sisters. Really? Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. We're, we're no longer dating after them. We're, no, yeah, we're not dating them. So we, we stuck together. They weren't <laughs> twins, were they? They were not. Okay, good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know which was which. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we met and we started um the sisters were like you both are interested in films alexander's a director um also one of the greatest directors ever um and then i'm an actor um but we both write but they were like you both have similar interests you should meet i was living in oklahoma and he was here in austin and so we became pen pals over email um we had never talked on the phone or texted so we just emailed each other Long, long, long. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, 
that's actually so sweet. That's awesome. I, I love that. That's rad. I, I moved here to go to college and yeah. we had been up um, with, with, the, the with the sisters. And but he was but y'all really, stayed together. Yeah, yeah. There was that's the important yeah. and, and him that I knew in Texas. Right. So he was very generous and said we should meet up and yeah, and before that it was pretty casual, more of uh he was graduating, so I was just trying to give him the, the tips that I'd learned from 10 years of being in the film industry. Um, and we floated the San Marcos River and we became best friends just with our love of, of story and storytelling. And yeah, we're basically that day on the river, floating the river, we were like, all right, let's start a company together. That's, That's where we talk about all of our ideas. We go floating. If you haven't been, go float tomorrow. Like. Oh, yeah. Floating the river is always great. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's I been beautiful ever since we've we've made it work. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was when I when I got your book on set, I I loved the idea, and I also it, in a weird way it reminded me a lot of Get Realisms, the mm -hmm. kind of like DIY self publish yourself, and even the the art style of the illustrations was really interesting. How did y'all develop that idea? Because it's it's pretty different from a children's book. It's not just direct, you know. It's interactive too. Yeah. I mean, good God. <laughs> most children's books are like illustrated and it's scanned into the program and then right. like laid out like that. This is very different. So why don't y'all, can you explain that? Yeah, so I think uh, the big thing I, that this children's book, Elfie Ramon, is also a script and I've been pitching it to different studios as, oh. as a, children's like feature uh, scripts. Yeah. It's a musical too. <laughs> oh. Uh, and one of my closer friends said, you know, this is really great. Have you thought about starting this journey as, as doing a, a shorter version as a children's book? And I said, no, but I will. Um, and because we'd never done a children's book or anything like that, we really leaned heavily into our filmmaking backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Everything was photographed, we lit it, we- Right. A lot like a set design uh, kind of production, like you would on a film. Um, and then we we found another artist that we we really appreciated at the time and, and pitched him the idea. And then he decided he wanted to collaborate. So he drew all the illustrations, cut them out, and then we kind of worked with him to make it give that three D almost like a pop up look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Build and and using our our filmmaking tricks in a children's book to bring something new like we always are trying to do is bring something different. We don't want any talents wasted. So if we're able to try and use Alexander, you know, directing and cinematography in that aspect, why not try to incorporate that into sure. every medium, uh, medium that we can. So we sure. haven't seen it as a kid's book ever growing up. So we want to try something different and maybe new. Yeah. Maybe it's new. I don't know. Yeah. It was definitely new to my eyes. I, I, I love the idea because, you know, I, you know, I talked to you, Joan, about like doing stop motion animation. I feel like it, it translates very well to that kind of world too. Yes. And I just saw that you posted, uh, uh, a reel, uh, and I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I want to work with you one day. Cause we, we love stop motion. Like a studios, um, it's, yeah. imagine healthy to be feature film so yeah that's awesome no i would love to i i'm i'm a huge fan of like those old tedious kind of crafts 
um, like that. That's awesome. Thank you. And you're talented. Yeah, you're good at it. So yeah. Oh, what'd you say? Sorry, I I, I cut you off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying Kelly's very talented <laughs> in what she does. Oh, oh I mean, you. yeah, that goes without saying, gentlemen. Yes. That is oh, just God. that that yeah. goes without saying. But uh, your book, though, like, like even has like, I mean, it's not a spoiler. Like, there's recipes in it and stuff yeah. like that. Like, this is like, it's so rad. Can like, you give, yeah, you're not giving a spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was gonna say, I'm like, am I spoiling this? Yeah, I, no. But uh, yeah, no. I just love the interactiveness, like, of of it all. You know, like, I mean, like, there's there's so many books, of course, that have that. But like, to have like lore and like a whole like like a whole story to tell you know and and to extract that you can have like different stuff you can add like as like another layer to the storytelling which fuck it add recipes you know like you can take that and bring that home even closer to your home you can eat it <laughs> you know yeah. it's just like it's great well we love this idea of writing of a call to action and so when you end yeah book, it's part of the hero's journey Exactly. So what do you do with this information on this journey that you have learned and gained? What do I do now as right. the, the reader? Um, and so this thing is, well, you just saw Elfie make cookies with his family and now you can too. Right. Uh, and that brings you all together of this is just, you know, the reason of the season is, is right. family and, and that love, spreading love, peace and joy. I don't know if I, if I may nerd out some more on Please. Um, the, the visual aspect of storytelling, we, we wanted to start kind of in that folklore. L.P. Ramon, if you're not familiar, is the, the story of, of why the tradition of milk and cookies for Santa Claus started. Um, so we really wanted to start with that thousand foot view visually, uh, almost making it feel like you're either by a, a fireplace at Christmas or maybe even at the North Pole. So we start there, then we introduce you to the character again, kind of on a, a bigger scale. And as the story progresses, we, we try to shift visually um, into where the, the, the readers also feeling like they're part of the story. We, we take mm -hmm. away a lot of the background and really just focus in on the characters towards the climax of the story. Then when we pull out after the climax and you, you've learned how the tradition of milking cookies started, you turn the page and there's kind of Polaroids of, all right, so this spread around the world. And then right. we turn the page again, it's like, all right, now add your story to this bigger story. So we were trying to tell that story visually as well while we're bringing hopefully little kids into this story that's, you know, this is not just about getting gifts, it's about family and it's about bonding and connecting. So we hope to accomplish that both visually and within the words of the story. I mean, that's what a director sounds like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, but congrats, you guys. It's um, it's a, it's a wonderful book, and I mean, I mean, this the the next stuff you got, especially that in the background. I'm 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 excited for for you guys. Like that's that's gonna be rad as well. Can, see, uh, can I do a close up on it? Of course. You guys want to see cool. a little more? Yes, please. Yeah, please. Um, I don't know how well, but here's we changed. Oh it my on. god. <laughs> So there'll be different expressions. Um, they have the metronome, a light bulb, it's Mel. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, and then inside there's a 
like a love seat couch that's a it's their heart um, that's rad so that's just a little bit of course we changed the background throughout but that's uh that's, that's amazing right. That's very cool. I'm still just impressed. Y'all can just knock this stuff out in a weekend. Uh, that blows my mind. You know how many years I worked on Get Real Systems? Okay. <laughs> years. Hey, there's no time limit. It's, it's everybody has their own journey and there is no, yeah. It's the fact that you did it. That's the big thing. A lot of people will say, I want to do this idea, have this project, which yeah. is amazing. You're dreaming, you're imagining, and then they don't do it, which of course, there's resources that come into play of maybe you don't have the money or the fame, but we, you know, even if we're t- talking about making a film, we'll do yeah. that. Like, we have to. We have to. <laughs> our goal is not to let our circumstances and resources stop us from doing it. Right. Um, yeah. We're, I mean, we, we've had people who have thankfully mentored and taught us, and, um, but we had never done a kid's book. And so we just sat down and Googled, how do you make a kid's book? <laughs> And we just, just simple as that. Wow. Which I'm sure get realisms. I, I I don't know if you had a similar. Well, it was so me and Christine kind of we kind of the same way. We joked around about the idea, or like we knew there were kind of books and almost like instruction manuals for like being on film sets, but they were always so dry and like mm. very textbook like to where for me it's hard to absorb information that way. Um and part of the concept of the get realisms is illustrations are like a visual cue to help you remember because there's some sort of joke inside the illustration about the term if that makes sense and it was like i just started drawing like me and christine had the idea and like we started kind of being serious about it then i was like you know i'm not doing anything today i just started (laughs) drawing out the terms and like while I was doing a part-time job and working in film, like if I just had like a few hours in the morning or afternoon, I'd try to knock two or three out, two or three more, just like over and over and over till where I had enough, like Christine, you know, we can start doing more. And she found, she used a program Canva, which is free on the internet, easy access. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Um, and I, to- I even told Jonah, speaking of like little to no resources, like just watercolor paper yeah, scanned into a printer that no longer prints, but it scans <laughs> from college, <laughs> like a printer that just, oh my God. but it scanned really well. And I scanned everything in and sent it to Christine that way. Like I kept that scanner because wow. it had such a good quality. Yeah. Until- <laughs> Yeah, and so like, I was like, okay, we finished the book. It's been a few months now. I can now get a new printer. (laughs) God, to go through each page. You did it. It's out and it's it's incredible. And that's, I mean, mean, that's really the spirit of creating right there is. And there's new additions to to get realisms as well, right? Yeah, Yeah. well, we, we listened to a lot of the critiques of our friends and like showing it to people on set and like, taking in constructive criticism of like, well, it, you know, this doesn't read that well, or like, mm. oh, you should add this bit and this definition. Because with filmmaking, I'm sure y'all know, it's like, you're never at a point where you know 100% of everything. 
it's like you're always learning there's always more to add to your you know book of knowledge or there's certain terms that used in different areas of the country or different mm -hmm. sets so like we definitely try to adjust and like add things to the book but never make it to where you're still not learning on set like it's it's a helper but it's not a solve everything kind of book Oh, and that's, it's a great uh, thing you even said to like a uh, guide to 101 or something like just or it's a great you know beginner book of what is like an apple box and all this like <laughs> right yeah um, yeah yeah I, I love it. It, it it's 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 brilliant yeah thank you well one of our favorite stories is like i think i've had this on set and christine's had this on set where they tell a new pa they abbreviate apple box to just apple and right. they tell a green pa hey go grab me an apple and they come back with a red apple in their hand and the dp is <laughs> like great thank you but actually right i need the square wood thing over there <laughs> I was yeah, on a iphone i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah here you go red iphone yeah or i've been on set where it was a food commercial and they asked for a pancake and the pa came back with a literal <laughs> pancake you're kidding. Nope. <laughs> Where did they get the pancake? I'm there. It was a it was a, a commercial about this like food product company. Okay. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say the name. It was all like prepackaged yeah. stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, there are reasons to have this book. Yes. Yeah. And that. you guys, you guys have been in the industry for a while, right? Like uh Alex, you've been in the industry for a while. Uh, I saw that on y'all's website that you did a feature. I wish I had directed a feature. I have not directed a feature yet, but my first, uh, my first gig out of college was upon boyhood for a year. And then I worked on a few features since then. Uh, right. And even when I was working with Linklater, he said, unless you're Tarantino, you'll never be able to make stories you direct. Um, so that actually discouraged me for, for about seven years wow. came back and I was like, you know what? I actually can't do this. Um, yeah. we've got three scripts that we're shopping around and, and trying to get our first feature of ours made. That's awesome. I mean, so you worked on, so what did you do in, in boyhood? If you don't mind me asking. So in boyhood, I was just a PA, uh, okay. year seven. Um, and then I worked gotcha. up through kind of the production ranks on, on uh, different features, uh, kind of peak right. PA, working with the actors and kind of being that liaison between all the departments. Um, and then that's when I kind of transitioned into to doing trust fall from there. That's awesome. I mean, like, it, so you sort of like kind of tested almost an ample amount of departments before you just sort of like kind of understood and I feel like that would should call to how you write as well. I, I would imagine, right? Because like once you actually step foot on a set, it's at least for me, it was completely fucking different than when I imagined it. Like it is completely different. Like film school didn't even like teach you. Like they just kind of glorified it, right? So it's just sort of just like okay, cool. Like I'm gonna be able to do my thing. All right, cool. And then when you're a PA, you just, I mean for lack of a better term, your tool. So you just, <laughs> yeah. so you kind of roll through the punches, but you learn along the way. But like that, 
like at least for me calls to my writing and i would assume it would call for your writing to just understand like visually and directionally where you want to go sometimes even before you have pen to paper right or hand to keyboard right you just oh. sort of like i already have it in my head i just need to get it out but like if you didn't have those experiences you would have just like been like a floundering fish on a film set to just direct your first feature and you have absolutely and how many directors have we worked with at least i've worked with some that just have no experience whatsoever worked with a director who was a stockbroker before what? yeah i'm just like how how did this happen like i am you know how that happened money well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't think about that until right now yeah that's yeah, that's that's exactly right money. it's just cash that's, you got the, cash. that's yeah. the hardest part is breaking in it's very clicky it's very yeah it's who you know um but our goal is not to let that stop us and right well i mean we still have day jobs we both work 16 hour days eight hours at our you know normal job and then our dream job which is right here yeah mm -hmm. well, we're doing this it doesn't feel like work no. it's like oh we're playing yeah right yeah yeah um but yeah that's our big thing it's just like okay we're just gonna keep on just keep working keep making the stories we want to tell and yeah hopefully somebody else will be like wow i really like well you guys Thank you so much for just saying we enjoy your book and having us on that's like that alone is is big to us. So, um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I wanted y'all on here because I think it's, I think there's so many mediums when you're a filmmaker that just feed into each other. Like, yeah, like you were talking about, ultimately it's storytelling and that could be writing a book, writing a commercial, you know, making a dumb little stop motion at your house for your YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's important to have other people who are filmmakers who also do other mediums Yeah. on because it all, you know, it's full circle feeds into each other. Absolutely. And the experiences. Feeding. Once you're on set, you start realizing what the different departments do and you're like, Oh, okay. Exactly. Production design. I see you're just like, building stuff or creating stuff that's a whole art discipline on its own and you kind of see what the different departments are doing so yeah and like that like all that experience as well like i mean it, it sucks that like the thing that's standing in between like getting their vision like actually like like come to fruition is money and that's just sort of like kind of like this in my opinion the dumbest fucking thing but it's kind of like the world that we live in that's yeah. you know it's just sort of like there's no there's no way of turning that around but y'all and that's what we love to talk about here on the podcast y'all do this yourselves you know like this is self-funded this is you're doing on your own time you you still are working but you you do this because like you said this isn't fucking work this is just you having fun doing what you want to do and that calls for so even for us too mm -hmm. like a, just to be able to you know at one point during the day to just like do your fun shit and just kind of like pretend to be a kid for a little while like fuck it you know like that's kind of like that's what gets me through the day. And that's what gets me, you know, especially my end goal where, you know, if it's like finishing a script or, 
you know, doing a storyboard or stop motion. Like you sort of like have all these goals and agendas, but you know, it's a long time to get there as well because money. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well, it, I think the thing is, is like, you know, talking about the stockbroker who became yeah, director. It, so mad. <laughs> money can open doors, but money can also be a crutch for problem solving. I've definitely discovered that on set is like a lot of filmmakers when they've gone into the industry with money, they use that to solve their problems as well. Mm -hmm. And when you're like a gorilla filmmaker, like you've had to learn how to solve problems without money and be creative in that way. And I think that's, that's kind of an important skill to have, even in just like life. It's like, Oh yeah. You, you got to learn how to solve problems without money because you can't always count on money either. It won't always be there. That's an amazing point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even today, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to <laughs> work with what we have and just try to figure it out. Like, okay, how do we? Yeah, I mean, it's know. hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. But it's rewarding when, like you said, when we're not using it as a crutch and we're not. Right. We're using our minds. Like that's you know the greatest tool you can have is okay. We're smart. We can do this. We just got to think it through um, and find a different avenue to make it done to get it done. So yeah. Have y'all ever done a forty-eight hour race? Ooh, have years those are years. fun. Oh, okay. Uh, they're so fun. They're so much fun. Yeah, yeah. they are. <laughs> to do yeah beginning, middle, end all in 48 hours and yeah figure it out <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh yeah i highly encourage people who are like new to the industry if yeah. they want to just like have fun and practice filmmaking do a 48 hour race oh yeah it's a uh, crazy it's almost exhausting mm. yeah but yeah it'll be a good time yeah <laughs> have, have you done a 48 hour alex uh, he, Alexander has. I I haven't. Um, oh yeah. Okay. I, I haven't. No, I haven't. I should. You yeah. Should <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. They're exhausting. But like it's again like it kind of plays into the rewarding factor of it all. It's just like kind of like like even most of the forty eight hours. I've only done. I've done two. Yeah, I've done two. But like I've only had like a small like piece into into that thing but it still feels rewarding nonetheless because like like i had no idea how stressful it was that a director or whoever the writer is going to be wouldn't doesn't even have a script until like pictures up <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh shit this You're is literally typing in the corner trying to finish it typing in the corner and then we're just trying all every single department's like hovering over like what do you got what do you got yeah. is everything, like is there any art changes is there any hair and makeup changes is there any art changes it's like uh uh you know it's 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 constant back and forth but it's fun yeah. snl is one of my favorite shows you know it's just it's iconic and everybody yeah every, you know and that's how i feel like it is every week there uh, so that's why I love watching it. I'm like, wow, sometimes it changes right before they go on stage. Um, right. The wig, the line, whatever. And I, it's, I just find yeah. it impressive to watch us. So I try to learn from that as well of just, we, we consume a lot of television, movies, books. You uh, do? Yeah. 
Yeah, which is a question I want to ask you. I don't know if this is the right time to do it. But Please. It is. I have two questions for both of you. Okay. Um, and you might have one as well. But what is your favorite movie? Oh, oh I mean. Book? Oh. I can only pick one. Only one. That's unfair. Because like, <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. Because like, it's I have a favorite. Hearts. You have, you know, and now and maybe it changes, but. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, like it, it changes. changes. I can yeah. make fun of for my favorite movie all the time, so. Okay. Well, okay. So then let, let's start with you, Alex. What's your favorite movie? I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, is The Matrix. Oh, that's okay. not weird. That's not, yeah, that's amazing. The Matrix yeah. is, is dope. I think He's been thinking about this for a while. Nice. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think it's just as nerdy like sci-fi, but I think it revolutionized cinema, cinema cinematic techniques. Yeah, 100%. If you watch it, it's pretty fucking philosophical, so. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. mind at a young, very young age. Yeah. <sighs> because, like, the thing is, is like, the, like, there's a difference between, like, having a favorite book or a movie and, like, because I always get them confused with, like, if I'm, like, on an island somewhere, like, would I watch this all the time? Because I ah. love that, but, like, I don't, because I have a favorite movie that I've only watched once and I'll never watch it again. And that's okay. But I think there's you know? a difference between favorite movie and comfort movie. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yep. You, fair you enough. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Jonah's favorite movie changes every week. So okay, so it does not. No, 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 because I, I do have a favorite. I My favorite movie, because book is harder for me. It's much harder because I'm a huge comic book fan as well. Mm. So I, I have a few comic books that are just like, that was cool, like not only essential to my life, but essential to filmmaking. Like it was essential for me to read this comic book. And the comic book that I, that I love the most, it's, I mean, Everybody, everybody hates on it, but it's 30, it. it's 30 days of night. Oh, it's the vampire. Why, why it's a vampire no, because it's a, because there's like, it, there's a lot of Frank Miller inspiration from, so mm, there's like, there's, there's okay. from Sin City and also like my favorite, of course, superheroes, Batman. So I read Batman year one and I love that so fucking much. Um, it was just like, yeah. So 30 days of night, like I remember reading it. Like, I remember, like, there was a comic book shop when I grew up in Castro Valley, California. Um, it was, like, in the inner Bay Area. And there was this comic book store right next to a movie theater. So I would, all the time, like, if I'm going to a movie, I would beg for, like, $5 more to pick up a comic book. You know, like, I would beg my mom or beg my sister to be like, give me $5. I need the next issue of 30 Days of Night came out. I got to pick it up. You know, like, I was freaking out every single month because it came out monthly. So wow. I had to wait every fucking month and I'm just like, what's going to happen? I'm so freaking out, you know? So I never been that invested with a comic book. Like, it's just only a fucking comic book, you know? Yeah. But I tra treated it like it was fucking Breaking Bad, you know? <laughs> like, it was just, it was like essential in my need life. Your fix. I need my, I need my fix. And uh, so, yeah, it was I, like 30 days of night, like, because how it's also drawn is so, it looks like, because it plays to my favorite movie. And my favorite movie is Yojimbo by Akira Kurosawa. Wow. And so cultured. <laughs> very. I'm so cultured. But I love Taco Bell. I'm very cultured. Very. Um, so now you're begging for knowledge for that that 
box meal, Taco Bell. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, don't hate on the bell. You know, it's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I know that that exists. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, Thirty Days of Night like had a lot of like com- like good comparisons to Kurosawa because they loved like like taking up both pages of every panel and just like looking at it like mech. It's like watching like you know uh the hateful eight you know how like it's so wide and all that you know it's a very bad example but (laughs) it's the only one i could come up with but like yeah like it's just very artistic or like the revenant you know it's just kind of like just very like it almost looks like a painting every single page It's, it's it's nuts like the amount of work and time that's put into it like is insane to me like it so when i think of storytelling I do think of it uh, like in a, in a big way, but like, of course, like, you know, we only have so much money. It's not like we can, we can play around with a lot, but those are the inspirations. Like if I ever like feel like something's not right. And I watch Yojimbo. I, the first time I watched it was like 13 years old and I had no fucking idea what I watched. It was, I was so confused. My dad's like, it's a good movie, right? And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And then watching it again in high school, I'm like, oh. And then watching it again in like just the last year fucking melted my brain. It was just like, oh my God, I know everything now. You know, it's just like, it's just like, it's like a call to the universe in a way. You know, so that's that's mine. But the favorite movie does change because, you know, the other my other favorite movie would be Pineapple Express. So <laughs> that's a very weird juxtaposition. <laughs> explains the hat. Explains explains the hat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, my my favorite movie definitely changes all the time, yeah. depending what I've just watched and what comes out that year. Um I guess the one that really came to mind for last year and like, I guess still kind of current is Cruella. Um, oh, and such I, a good movie. Yeah. I think part of it is because that one, I think they did just such a good job with everything when it came to the music, to the storyline, to the writing, to the costumes, to the production design. It was just like, it was like a perfect storm of the final vision. If that makes sense. Like, Everything was cohesive. Nothing was weird. Not, there was no holes in the story. There was nothing, you know, no one corner of the set they di- didn't really look at or like something was out of place. Um, and the music is just every single oh, yeah. little scene has a, a song that fits it perfectly. So I think right now, which will change very sh- quickly, I'm sure, yeah. um, is Corella. Awesome. And the book I actually had to look up because I couldn't quite remember the name. Oh, it was from a book? No, 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 no. Oh. He asked favorite movie, favorite book. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. Stoned. <laughs> um, Clive Barker actually did a... Oh. All, it's a, well, I guess, young adult fantasy novel back in like oh. late 90s, early 2000s called Aberat. And it's like if Salvador Dali wrote a teen novel you say i'm cultured i never even fucking heard that that's yeah. crazy <laughs> and the Whoa. thing is yeah <laughs> i don't i don't 100 percent remember all the storyline but i remember the visuals because he did paintings for his own book and it's 
it's just amazing. And his, the title of the book was, forget what you call it, but you can read it one direction. You flip it upside down and you can still read it that oh. way. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a mind melter. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many people have heard of this book, but that was like one of those books. Yeah. When I read it, I was like, this is so different and so unique. I love this. That's amazing. Yeah. I never even heard of that. What is it called again? <laughs> Aberat. A-B-A-R-A-T. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, because I'm a, I, do you, y'all like Clive Barker? It's kind of weird. He's a weird director. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. He's a tense. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You can be honest. You can be Hellraiser's weird. I'll say that. Yeah. There's definitely a place. There's not something that I'm really like seeking out necessarily. Yeah. Right. 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 It's like if it's Halloween time, maybe we'll watch one of his movies. Maybe. But it can get like gross. It can get like it can get like David Cronenberg level of this like like the fly. It's just like Cronenberg. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The body horror. Yeah. Well, I will say like the that book was it didn't have any of that kind of no it's a fantasy right is that what it said? is a fantasy yeah. but it wasn't graphic at right all, which is i guess part of the reason i liked it, it wasn't super against by barker but yeah no that sounds awesome yeah that sounds rad uh did you say your your favorite book jonah i, can, I don't remember no i have it i can tell you my favorite movie and book if uh yeah, please yeah okay i think i've decided on it but my favorite movie for a long time was whiplash um, oh, as I thought the ending was, insane. and I drum as well, and I love, no I love that movie. It, it's, it was one of the first times I truly was. I it was it's not a horror film, but I was scared. It's it's a it's gripping for the sure. I, saw it, I was like, my heart was like, oh my gosh. Uh, the Jake, the I mean, final scene, like the 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 last concert. Oh yes. my god, dude! It it's, was just like. Yeah. <laughs> It, that was I never seen an intense since like uncut gems like that yes. level of like intensity. I you know I can't handle movies like that. They stress. It stresses me out. Me out. Like oh, yeah. I can't watch it. I'm just like, how does he live his life like this? <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. I don't like it. I do everything. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting anxiety saw... watching it. God, I, I still saw... think about that scene, the slapping scene, and like yeah. the timing of of his beats and shit. I'm just like, it. It still makes me almost like like curl up inside it's one of my favorite scenes of a movie just of how like it, it really stood out um and that's how they made the film was that was a short film when they that's how they pushed it i didn't know um, that oh. it's almost shot for shot it's crazy if you can find this short film it's like it's on youtube the color correction's a little different and yeah. one of the actors is different the, but it's yeah the main drummers wow. was wow. in the short film um so he he filmed that and and got it sold to make the feature and but it's the slapping and it's yeah. um but oh, that's, I, cool. that's kind of the dream isn't it make a short that turns into a feature man uh, yeah it, it is <laughs> it is sorry i touched a nerve there <laughs> <laughs> but i um i don't know if you've seen it yet but there's a new movie that just came out i saw it uh by myself the very next day i went back and saw it again really i don't really do that often maybe hardly ever but this mm-hmm. movie might be my it, it, 
it, it, I felt everything. It's called everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I haven't oh my seen God. it yet. Christine talked about yeah. it on the podcast and it, she said it was transcendent. It's, it, it's it, magnificent. I won't say anything else about it except go see it this weekend. Um, but I, I think it's see my new favorite movie. It, it, yeah. I'll just, I'll wait before you, yeah. Go see yeah. it. Okay. Of course. Uh, but favorite book is, it's a series. It's 23 books. Um, I read them when I was in middle school and high school. I've read them uh -huh. three times, um, but it's called Redwall. And it's by Brian Dejac or Brian Dejacquez. Um, he, he was a French Never heard of it. Um, novelist who, who died about five, six, seven years ago, but he was able to write 23 of them. And wow. the basic concept, <laughs> it's, it's funny when you explain it because it sounds childish, but I'm like, no, I promise you it's, it's a good book. <laughs> Um, imagine Game of Thrones, yeah, uh, but it's animals. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, so the main thing I can is that in, that in, in Abbey, so there's like nuns, but they're mice and stuff, and they just want peace and harmony, but then the evil animals come and try to take over the Abbey. Uh, but then the storylines, there's 23 like of them, and so it just branches out to the universe of this land, um, but the Abbey is called Redwall. I recommend reading, you know, the first one just to see if you like it, but it's, it's incredible. That's I, awesome. That sounds like something I would like. That, it's awesome. Yeah. That, how long ago was that written? Redwall? Oh, the first one came out like 1995, maybe. Oh, okay. So it's been, okay. Since yeah, the 90s, and they're probably. making supposedly a Netflix series on it. Oh. How do you, so let me ask you gentlemen about adaptations on, so mm -hmm. like, is that book adaptations? You've, I mean, how many books have you read that they done an adaptation for that was just absolute dog shit? <laughs> peace and love with peace and love. There's been definitely some, I think I, I had high hopes for the Divergent series. I really like those Me books. Me too. Oh my God, dude. I mean, the first one I believe was okay. And then it, maybe the second one, but then it, they just stopped making them as well because it, it just fell off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. But I think the opposite of that is Hunger Games. I thought was incredible. Um, yeah. I thought the second one was amazing. Catching Fire. I, I love the books. I love the movies. I think my big thing though about book adaptations is for the most part, they work better as an, a, a television series. Yes. I I, yes. Get upset because when it's adapted to a movie, they say, you're missing this. You're missing this. I, I like that character. You cut this scene. In a television series or a miniseries, you're able to really dive into that and really, I think, get more of it. Um, yeah. Did you have one that you're like, eh. I think it's a really interesting question because we published Elfie that we've also written a script to. Uh, we have a YA novel coming out in the future that we also have a script to. So I think maybe if there's intention for it, it works, which I think might be yeah. the dichotomy mm. of whether or not that adaptation works. Uh, I'll, I'll use one of my favorite authors as an example. I love Philip K. Dick, does a lot of sci-fi. Philip K. Dick is movies that really works and then some of his stories, and he also has some mini series that work, but then he has some adaptations that are 
garbage. So oh, I mean, every Isaac Asimov book, I, it's just, yeah. it feels it feels mm. like it just falls. Like that's why I love Philip K. Dick so much is because like he felt like the closest thing that to a Stephen King sci-fi that you can possibly get just in terms of like how detailed he is like in all of his books. Like it is just, his books are absolutely fascinating. I, I, it's been a minute since I've seen a, since I seen one, read one of his books again, I I should, I should definitely read them again. They're, they're great. Weird to read because we're kind of living it now. So (laughs) yeah, it's a very weird dystopian. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. It's hard even like TV shows and movies, not any dystopian stuff. I'm like, eh, yeah, right it's time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because like, it... yeah, yeah. I'll turn on. Yeah. It's, it's a black mirror episode right now. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Well, well speaking of sci-fi, have mm. y'all ever found a sci-fi, you know, book series, whatever that is optimistic that's something i have a hard time finding is like a lot of science yeah. fiction just delves into negativity and like right and like everything's going down the drain and it's terrible have you found one that's actually optimistic that's a great question yeah. that is a good question <laughs> i i this isn't a book though it's a movie um so i apologize no yeah. that counts was a rival did that oh, oh a rival yeah uh yeah, I just remember because everybody was like, nah, and she's like, I'm gonna right. be with the aliens. And then that's everyone how, that's was happy, right? Yeah, that's how they pitched it. I'm a very good pitch. Uh, yeah. That's your elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, aliens and uh, circles. And they float. She gets like cheat codes to the brain, but then she's confused. Pac-Man. I don't know. That's that's interesting though. I like, yeah, I don't, I'm not like because I'm trying to think really hard and I don't know like a story. I mean, like, I guess I don't know. Because that's the thing. I, I love science fiction, but yeah, me too. I feel like a lot it's of depressing them though. <laughs> end up having the same tone of negativity. Yeah. Of like, well, we're screwed. That's it. It's the end of the world, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, I'll flip it. I guess it's uh, the optimistic, maybe for the aliens, but maybe not for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. sure the chess burster was pretty happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> It's the alien version of like gentrification. Yeah. Like, our world is up for sale. <laughs> and the aliens funny. thought, you know, y'all are cool. All right. Yeah. We like your barbecue and your is and your ramen. Is property going up for sale soon? I yeah. Exactly. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> I know. If anybody, even on Instagram Live, if anybody yeah. has anybody Anybody. yeah anybody who can think of like a a good yeah it's more of an adventure and they're like they're having a little more fun with it 42 yeah right Mm. because like my first i mean it sounds weird but like my first thing is like well i mean blade runner had a happy ending and i'm like no it actually didn't it (laughs) like it it actually didn't because i i watched it so young that was the first thing that popped in my head. Like, easy, it's Blade Runner. And it's just like, I really thought about it in the five minutes that we've been talking. I'm like, maybe, 
Maybe it's not. Did I just like miss watch Blade? It's been a minute since I watched the movie. So I think like I, it's probably a different movie how I watched it then than it is now. I watched it in a very optimistic sense then. Now it's just like, oh, Tears in the Rain is a sad thing. Oh, gotcha. It's the best way to cry though. You never know. You never know. No one can know if you're crying in the shower. No one, no one can know. No one. It's only for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Great Philip K. Dick movies, though. That's yeah. Yeah. Right. That's that's also that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, because like, didn't he write? I no. Did he write I Robot? No. That's Asimov. That's Asimov. Okay. Yeah. yeah never mind. Uh, because I was gonna say I Robot was was a was a weird one too. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. What. There's a show on was it HBO that was based off one of Asimov's novel series that I started watching. Oh really? I can't remember the name of it. But it's a sci-fi series? Yes, but okay. um talk about a heavy subject matter. It had you that kind of a show makes you start thinking about like <laughs> your life in the world yeah, and existential like, crisis. Yeah, no, totally because <laughs> it's all about life beyond life. You know, uh, the generations. Oh, that's after like you that's like 2001 like what, Space Odyssey shit. Yeah, that's like what like, your life carries on, yeah, like what you do and stuff like that. So that one Disney. was a great series to watch, but it was it's not for the lighthearted. No. <laughs> if you remember the title, let us know. It sounds interesting. I'm just gonna cheat. I'm gonna Google it. Okay, the Googles. The Google. Yeah. Um, so where do you where do you guys draw a lot of your like what were the movies that I always ask this question to guests, especially like when it comes to writing, like what is the, and it's kind of a jokey question, but it's sort of true. What is the movie that kept you up at night? Not in terms of like scared, but like something that just made you think so hard, like sort of like existential crisis shit (laughs) where you're just like, oh wow, that's profound. And I'm literally thinking about it right now. And it's like, the more you think about it, the more profound it is essentially. Have you have you guys watched anything that was sort of to that effect? Yeah, the room. That way I can be like, how did this get made and why can't we make a movie? <laughs> I know, that's me too. <laughs> um how can we crash a plane like in Tenet? How yeah. can we do that? <laughs> Is there a budget for that for an indie <laughs> filmmaker? <laughs> Maybe miniatures? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that you love but you'll never watch again darren aronofsky is kind of that director for me mm. oh my gosh for a dream just you only need that's another that's one of those movies where i'm like i've seen that once i'll never see it again because like yeah it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like it's a profound effect but like i'm not gonna and also irreversible was it irreversible yeah that one okay. was way too intense for yeah. like visceral so, so and so well done cinematically and what he was doing yeah it, yeah it was so powerful but then the more i thought about it i was like i think it was probably the first time that i really understood that you can really cram a lot of important subtext into a movie because it's talking about addiction and all that so that kept me yeah. up just thinking like holy shit they he did that he, he really said that with a film it's powerful and so disturbing is it yeah <laughs> because it's just like exploiting the reality of like just 
horrific drugs, <laughs> mm -hmm. especially LSD, just like, I mean, and how dangerous it can actually be, you know, it, it just like, it is like, uh, th that is like what the dare program shouldn't, should, should show, <laughs> you know, he's just right. like, all right, kids, we're going to watch Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> just watch Requiem. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a movie. I, there's just some TV shows that I really enjoy. Yeah. That they're writing where I was like, you're saying some interesting things about people and. Yeah how we should live maybe and two of those shows right now and they're more newer shows kind of but the good place i thought was the good not. place i don't know if yeah. you but it talks a lot about just like philosophical questions and just it's a comedy show right it's a yeah. show man it it also will make you you know tear it, up just because like it gets deep yeah the question sometimes of just like what does it mean to be a good person right mm. And what do you do with that? Um, what is good? What is bad? Um, right. And what are you going to do to make humanity better? It's yeah. So if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest it. And then another show where it, the person, the protagonist is terrible, just or you know, shitty person. Yeah. Um, but Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, That's field, a great show. But. That show it also just, I think it really also, I don't know, I guess that maybe I'm not, I'm on that theme that keeps me up at night, existential, I'm just like, right. Yeah. Am I as a person? Am I doing everything I can to help people? And also, am I treating myself well? Uh, but a show kind of shows that arc as well as this person just all they care about is themselves and they're destroying everything in their way. But they ask the question, is it too late for me? And I'd be oh my gosh, that yeah. it! Have y'all seen? I don't know if y'all watch anime, but have have you guys seen Attack on Titan? I haven't. I hear it. I've no? seen the first okay. first few episodes just because they're so long and so intense. Like it's hard to keep up with the whole series, but it is yeah. like watching an Aronofsky film. You have yes. to be in the mood to watch Attack on Titan. Oh it is just like it is because yeah. it, per, it it literally calls to that same exact thought of like what makes you what defines a good person and what defines a horrible person and then given like in a dystopian context of like man-eating giants like they deal with the politics of that world mm -hmm. which on paper sounds fucking goofy <laughs> it's just like <laughs> hang on giants eating humans it's like yes but there's a political like undertale right, yeah. within it that is just so engaging that like I watched the final episode that was supposed to be the series finale that we thought was a series finale. Then they just gave like a cliffhanger teaser saying mm. that, Oh, just kidding. We're going to come out with a new season. I'm like, you fuckers. <laughs> like <laughs> you're, you're out of your minds. So they gave me a heart attack essentially. I and remember. I have to wait another five years for another fucking season of attack on Titan. Yeah. I does not watch TV a lot because of this reason of like TV series. What was the last show that did it for you? Like, I want a complete story. Yeah. Oh, oh my like gosh. No, I, I think it's terrible writing. Like, yeah. I, I <laughs> okay. Get more money and get more viewers. And that's what streams your viewers. All. I get it. It's a business. 
I think it's bad writing. <laughs> it's bad writing. It, you it's think bad it's, writing. It's almost like um. I think it's a middle. A drug dealer time. giving you a taste. So yes. Keep coming back. <laughs> and I'm the opposite because I actually do enjoy it because it makes me upset and want it more. Um, right. Yeah. 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 But sometimes those was the one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Not realizing that the final episode was the final episode, and when he told me it was, I was like, "Never mind, it's terrible. Don't watch." What it. show? Severance. Oh, Severance! I never, I never seen that show. It just came out like two weeks ago, maybe three or a month ago. It's, mm. I, yeah, I think it's good, and you should watch it. <laughs> so we are about what really defines story and what how to tell a good story. And for me, I think if you want to drag it on and continue it, it could be done better. Mm. Yeah, a lot of times, especially with American television, it's just like, no, this is lowest common denominator everybody will check back in don't finish the story yeah. right yeah and half-ass pick it up next season like you don't even get a good first episode it's like oh yeah, yeah. we got like 10 more of these so yeah. uh, <laughs> stop it. tv is pretty good about that i say because they do two or three seasons and they're like yeah we're done but they finish yeah, it within two or three yeah seasons. yeah oh right yeah like, Fleabag is another show. Oh, that's, yeah. I will yes. tell everybody to watch Fleabag. It's two seasons only. It was first a stage play. You can watch the stage yeah. play on YouTube. It's a one-woman show. Suggest that as well. But Fleabag also asks this question of, am I a terrible person? Right. Fucking things up. And how do I, I don't know why I'm on this. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm those stories are great. I'm starting to notice each of us has one particular theme that always like keeps us up at night. <laughs> <laughs> because it's engaging it's it's great because it's it's something we think about i mean it's not like we want to think about this shit all the time yeah. but it helps us i guess educate ourselves a little more in for 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 us to look within yeah. and i feel like a lot of times like content like that does that for me you know and mm -hmm. it's just like oh okay so that's that's what it takes to be a good human. Okay. You know, it's just like, all right, you know, that's what, that's the thing that scares me about my own life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I just can't stop thinking about, it, especially in the shower. And I'm just like, oh my God, am I going to die? Like, it's just like, <laughs> what's happening? You know, the tears coming down. Yeah. And again, nobody knows because you're in the shower. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, I think it, it, it all comes back to love. I guess that's just the thing of like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many stories like just like songs that are about love like th that if you can play it into into it correctly like it could be done phenomenally well you know especially like a movie that has different universal meanings like it doesn't have to necessarily be about one thing it doesn't need to be about love it can be about you know hope or happiness or whatever you know to have that that kind of film is impactful but i also like just sort of like, like in terms of like keeping me up at night to watch those shows and to, to watch those movies have been like such a helpful thing, especially in terms of creativity, because you can never watch enough of that because I always thought about that. And I'm like, okay, am I just being depressing? Like my, my therapist was just like, okay, maybe like, because I'm watching like, a, like I have the, like, I don't know if y'all have heard of this, a criterion channel app. It's yeah. like, it's just all Criterion films. I'm getting a lot into Tarkovsky, Andre Tarkovsky, who is like a yeah. Russian film. He's, he's, 
he, he a lot of existential crisis shit happening with that dude. Uh, Holy fuck! I thought Aronofsky was on another level. That dude is like they have like seventies films that are like three hours long that talk about shit that we deal with today. It's just like between racism, class uh, gentrification, everything. Like mm-hmm. it just like it deals with all that shit. This dog is so. He's so he's nuts. trying to find a good spot. He's trying to find a good spot, but he's so anxious. Um, he, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I just, I love, I love watching that stuff, but I can't get enough of it. And I like, I remember talking about that with my therapist, and like, she was like, "You could take a break." <laughs> just like, yeah, but I don't know. I, I love this shit. Is this like, am I, am I horrible? Am I weird for for doing that? I mean, she's ultimately she said no, but like, it's just like, I mean do you bring this up socially? Because it might be weird when you bring this up to your friends. It's like, Hey, Adam, you doing okay. <laughs> you know? I think that's a really great point though, because I feel like as, as a creative and as an artist, a lot of what drives us is that desire to have a meaningful conversation or say something meaningful yeah. that you may not have in daily conversation. Mm. Right. It's more real topics. So I, I think that definitely pushes us when we're, looking at story like okay what do we really want to say like this is this is out there do we want to talk about you know cheeseburgers and what your favorite taco is or right oh my gosh something real yeah yeah very true and and it's it's sort of hard to to come by just like how there's so many adaptations i think there's not many much original shit Mm. you know well Okay, I'm sure there are lots of original shit, especially for, you know, streaming platforms like fucking Netflix and Jesus Christ, all those all those places. But there's still like they know, like if there's an existing IP, well, it's just an easy cash grab. You know, if there's an existing like thing already there, this kid just wants to be Sorry, in the I'm middle of the podcast. <laughs> he just like I know he is so distracting. I, I like this kid is out of his mind. He's he can't. He's he's okay <laughs> he's out of his mind he's a brat Ugh, he's oh, been wow. a diva um uh always center of attention stitch uh yeah but um the those those kind of like movies just sort of like like there's there's not m- many of like original shit that you can like take with you you know it's just like oh, okay well there's another harry potter film that's cool you know, and then, oh, Lord of the Rings is now a TV show, guys. Like, that's cool. You know, it's just like, all right, do we need this? Well, I think, again, it's that it's the money that comes back around and like the original content money. gets drowned out by the stuff that's made to make money. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's why that. would they turn against a cash cow? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole battle right now is like with Netflix and all these streaming services, it's just putting out more content. That's a recreation of something else to make money. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why reboots are great. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think there, I, I think there is an equal amount of original work and already intellectual property that's been made before. Um, but, but the original stuff gets bogged down, right? Yes. And yeah. that's the thing is that it does get so independent artists have a hard right. time trying to get into this clique that's already formed in you know, Hollywood and all these you know, bigger studios to where there's original work being made, 
uh, it just might be harder or it's harder for people who go to the movies that already know about Marvel and already know about Harry Potter and all this yeah. stuff. Which is why all these movies keep getting made. Uh, unfortunately, it's just marketing. That's, they it's know literally, like, yeah. oh, you like Spider-Man, we're going to make 10 more yeah. of these. They're uh, yeah. literally, Marvel is marketed for idiots like me who love those Which, Marvel comic yeah, books. I will watch anything that they do. Oh. But, um, then there's movies like uh, Shiva Baby, which not a lot of yeah. people saw last year. And I thought it was the, I, or it was two years ago, but I thought yeah. it was the movie of that year. Um, but this is an independent film that people are not going to be like, I'm not going to go see a movie about Shiva, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah. And, but we want them to go see these movies and we I hope that people continue to fund independent artists yeah mission mm. of this of like this is why we created trust fund collaborations to give these artists a chance and ourselves a chance but you know to have people who hey basically the artists who built cathedral jump we, when we came to him he's like wow this is one of my dreams was to make a kid's book and we right. never would have done it if we didn't come to them with this idea, you know? So we're hoping that this continues to spark that conversation of give money to independent artists. Let's, mm-hmm. let's happen. Let's fund them. Well, even as simple as support independent artists, there's a local band or a local short film. For or, music, yeah. Uh, like, go go support them. It doesn't yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can literally just be like, we just need you to come see the show. Um, yeah. and tell people about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, that's I, why I, yeah. And movies that are made for money. I think an example is Toy Story 4. Like, okay. But that's the thing, though. It's just like Toy Story. I grew up with Toy Story. That yeah. shit's fucked up. Because, like, when I first watched Toy Story on the big screen, watching Toy Story 4 was like a full circle moment for me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's nice. Fucking I, Pixar. I, me was stole my money. <laughs> like number three was like boom, we bow tied it. It's done. Oh right, like, oh, yes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So on that point, speaking of, so the show um, based off the Azik Azikmoff uh, novel yeah. series is called The Foundation, and there's a character the in the show and the books where he's like the emperor or the king and he clones himself. He clones three different versions of himself. So it's the dawn, the day, and the dusk. And it's the child, the man, the old man. And it taps into that idea of, are you still the original if you are a clone? Right. Do you still carry the same ideas as the original or are you degrading over time? Just like any other piece of media or object. When he mm. claims to be the same, but he's not. He's a clone. So he's a copy. Right. And that's how you pitch a film. You want to come to uh, LA with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, I think the same thing with like a series. There's a point to where it's like the original idea is still there. But as you go along, the further you go, that original idea is gone. The original feeling is like, it's just, the shell that then makes the money yeah fuck yeah that's smart <laughs> that's wicked smart damn it <laughs> i uh yeah i mean yeah 
Now I can't stop thinking about that. It's called the foundation. Sorry. Yes. Okay. The foundation. That's I didn't awesome. know we were going to get so deep today. I'm no, sorry. I <laughs> love going deep. I love it. I love it. This is what the podcast is all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're here. We go on silly tangents and deep shit. <laughs> you know, some of my favorite classes in college were philosophy. If you can't tell. Yeah. Those are the best classes, you know? <laughs> talk about life and death and shit and just be like, what movies do you like that makes you feel like you're having an existential crisis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. My favorite hobbies, yeah. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, that's the thing though, it's just like, that's why I love those independent films, but like, <laughs> I'm gonna catch the next episode of Moon Knight on Disney Plus next week, you know? Like, Dude, me that's too. just, I, yeah, but it's just like, it's so unfair, right? It's just like, it's just it's because, like you don't want to like it, but yeah, like, yes, because it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I'm just playing the very thing that I fuck, I don't necessarily hate, but it's just like, it gets a little much, especially like when you get into like the conversation of like, because nobody fucking, not a lot of my friends know Moon Knight. You know, that's like yeah. a deep, that's a deep cut comic. And I've read only two issues of, mm-hmm. and like, it kind of was like a throwaway comic book. It was like, I got it from like comic book day. It was like one of those free comic books that I got. And I read Moon Knight. I'm like, he's a guy just in bandages and he's like Batman. That's weird. Okay. Move yeah. on. You know? <laughs> yeah. It definitely feels like Disney, like, you know, those big bins at Walmart that are full of yes. DVDs. It was like, <gasps> Disney was like Dude. digging through all the comics they've done before, yeah. like to the yeah, very yeah. bottom. And they're like, Moon Knight. Okay. Moon Knight. Yeah. Perfect. Well, That'll be a show. It's also how I feel about um, with this idea of like, I've seen the same story over and over again of straight white people doing straight white shit, you know? Right. Like, like, yeah. I yes. want to see better stories that are different, that are, are people of color and LGBTQ. Like, that is where, and that's a lot of independent films. It's mm-hmm. that thing of like, these are people who are not getting seen and they have amazing ideas. Abbott Elementary right now is mm. on TV. Oh, it's yeah. a documentary of, of school teachers in Philadelphia, uh, created by uh, Quinta Brunson, uh, mm-hmm. a creator who, this show is incredible and it's hilarious, but like it took years for this, you know, opportunity to, to happen. Um, or Issa Rae and Insecure. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great point. YouTube series of the awkward adventures of uh, I can't remember the rest of the title, so I'm sorry, but that all that character and that show created from a YouTube channel that she just put on with her friends. So like that that's where I really get upset about if we keep seeing the same Marvel and Harry Potter and all these movies uh, and these right. we're not getting there could be a hundred more types of those shows. I'd rather watch those. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in that same vein, like reservation dogs and our flag means death. Like it's oh man, people of Those color are great about shows. stories yep. on the reservation. And yeah. it's just, it's amazing. And our flag means death. It's about mm-hmm. gay pirates. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Anybody? Yeah. But it's yeah. a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. Well, you go in the trailer. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Like it's implied, but you don't know. Yeah, it's implied. Our flag means death. Speaking of favorite shows, that show surprised the shit out of me just because it surprised me too. It was so well done. You're yeah. laughing one second, then you're so invested the story next, and then you're like just getting misty eyed oh, yeah. over these two pirates falling in love. It's an amazing show. 
I mean, Taika Waititi and Reese Darby are some. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not even into pirate shit. And I, I really love that show and because I love Reese Darby and I love Taika oh, because, yeah. you know, what we do in the shadows is a classic. I mean, yes. come on. But like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where I didn't know I was going to get like teary eyed watching that shit. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And Why? that ship is beautiful. The production, the production of that, of is, that is great. Like every little detail. It's like to the par of like fucking. Have you ever seen Black Sails? I tried. It was, it was, yeah, it's not a great show, but it's sort of like the production value is like fucking up there yeah. for a comedy because it's categorized as comedy. Yeah. Which is nuts to me because like I would have categorized as like adventure, it, oh. adventure, you know, it's it like transcends comedy is basically my point. Yeah, you know? it's definitely a cross genre. Kind yeah, of show. it definitely is. Yes. This this podcast is everybody's just getting like TV and movie recommendations. Yeah, the yeah, whole time yeah. And book. <laughs> I'm just building my Netflix list, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, we are at an hour and a half. Um, yeah, we are about an hour and a half. Uh, so we could take this bad boy in for a landing. Um, so where can people find y'all? Where uh, do you want to plug your website? Or any uh, socials? Do you guys like do you guys do socials? You use all the socials because you have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, we have our website www.trustfallcollaborations.com. We have our uh, Instagram, Trustfall Collaborations, Twitter as at Trustfall Collab, Facebook, Trustfall Collaborations. What? I'm just like I, I haven't heard someone say www. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. I I was thinking the same thing. I'm He's like, man, specific. it's been since right, like proper. 1999, right, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I guess since since we're wrapping it up, we got a uh, for for National Book Day and for for the show. Uh, we'll officially announce this next week, but we're also launching uh, TC Publishing here next week, so that'll be on the website. So. We'll have a literature specific branch of trust Ball collaboration. So keep an awesome. eye out. For that. Oh. Congrats. That's fucking rad. And so how soon can we expect the next book? About, about six weeks. Six weeks. Keep an eye out. Wow. Cool. Wait, seriously? Oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. You guys are not fucking around. Y'all doing the Lord's work. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we say fuck around and find out. No, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> find out. Um, yes, it's it's yeah, it's been an amazing journey. We're coming up two years of our anniversary of Trustspark Collaborations being a full company. Um, so the fact that we're starting a second company within that. Um, also, also keep a keep an eye out for the next Zach Person music video. We'll be dropping that in a couple weeks too. So, yes, you guys are doing every every and medium. I could say uh, I also have a play coming out uh, that it's called A League of Her Own that I co-wrote with Allison Price and Abby Faree. Um, Allison Price is directing it, Abby Faree is starring in it, and that, has, that premieres in May. Um, so, in Austin, yeah. That's, wow, that's, so many I mean, things. That's you guys, awesome. yeah, I mean, y'all are a company, basically, at this point. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Louises. Good God. You got, well, you guys are working, and 
God bless you. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on. We appreciate you. Please come back on again too. Like yeah, if, you, if there's great. the next, the next book, if you guys want to come back on, we'll, we'll have this with Christine. Christine had like so much work she's doing work. She's promoting a film, her feature film. So oh, our future film, yes. Our feature film, Ursley, Ursleyfilm.com, ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets. Which speaking of, there are some events coming up in Austin. Yes. The August 30th event is almost sold out. It's a pool party. Um, and you can actually watch the movie in the pool. In the being pool. projected into the pool. And hey, we'll then be there. we'll be there. Yeah. And then May 7th is uh AF. AFS, AFS and yeah. Kitty Cohen's so. and Kitty Cohen's. Ur- so if you guys can't go, yes, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Ursleyfilm.com. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Ursleyfilm.com. There's screenings, but the events are the place to be at. You guys, you gotta go to the events. You gotta hang out with us. We'll Talk with us. We'll Drink go. with us. Yeah. You guys yeah. come out, and yeah, if you guys come, we will love it as well. Um, also, we should all just get a drink sometime and get a beer and just. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you guys are gonna hire me to do something, um, <laughs> because you're a company now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Again, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Trustful collaborations, you guys. Uh, this is this is wonderful. Go get their book. Go get their book. I mean, what are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? Like, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Also, everybody, getrealisms.com um, for all the book stuff. I mean, do we need to say more? It's a Get Realisms podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, give us a break. Buy a book. <laughs> Good God. We've done 84 episodes already. Get it together. Um, anything else? I think that's, that's basically... Ursleyfilm.com yeah. and that's that's it. Anything you guys want to say before we take off? It's okay to cry. <laughs> it's yes. okay to cry, ladies and like gentlemen. That. That's a great note to end on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Well, much y'all. Thank you. No, thank you. No thank thank you so on. much. Thank you, Instagram. We love you. Um, we're ending that stream. And Facebook. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Facebook. Bye.